Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gayatri. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You'll also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Our guests this week on the Software People Stories, a special episode continuation as part of commemorating Women's Day, are Priya and Sridhar Patisarthi, a couple in IT for over three decades, sharing their experiences with Shivaguru on how they chose or started their careers, what equity and empathy has meant to them, and what they have experienced in terms of workplace and home support. Both share some thoughts on why there are so few women in cybersecurity. and what it takes for a digital workforce to stay relevant welcome to the software people stories and shridhar i've been looking forward to having this conversation to get the perspectives from both sides when it comes to women and equity for women or equitable participation in whatever is happening this is a slight deviation from our normal format we'll still start with you introducing yourself what is your origin story etc and then explore and how you can make this better the women's perspective she was being very chivalrous okay i'll start off with my education i finished my 12th in 87 and of, of course like tin marks and all that stuff but i did not get an engineering seat in bangalore so i got it in uh, bidar and uh, coming from a middle class family my father said bidar club i won't I, we won't go to bidar and then uh, you know take the seat Uh, what is a girl going to do after all she is just going to take care of the family after uh, your degree you get married you're going to take care of the family so i'm not going to take the effort of going to be there so whatever you get in bangalore you do so that's how bsc computer science happened but then after that i said i have to do mca and i have to do mca in jce mysore and uh, there was no stopping for that So that's how I did my MCA and into the IT career. So this is how I started my education of wanting to be an engineer but did not become an engineer but I'm not regretting having qualified myself as an MCA and being wherever I am today. And what happened after that? So after MCA I started with Robert Bosch. They had just started with the software services. It used to be called MISPL Mike Motor Industries Software Services Private Limited, so that's how the name was, and that is when I got introduced to AS four hundred, the mid-range machines, and it was excellent. The training that we got for a couple of uh, months, and then we were onto a package, an ERP package, uh, which is which used to be called PRMS. What is now most nowadays the most popular one is SAP, but at those days PRMS on AS four hundred was a very popular package. so typical journey as a programmer started as a programmer and all the wish i had was at that time i said in 5 years i have to become project manager <laughs> uh, luck would have it in 4 years itself i became project manager <laughs> oh nice <laughs> so yeah. actually 2 uh, years i was with robert bosch 
and then i moved uh, to uh, mascot which became igate and now it got acquired by capgemini so i moved out of robert bosch only because i thought in robert bosch it would be only focusing on um, the manufacturing industry and if i'm going to be a software person i think i should have experience across the field so that's how i joined mascot i joined there as a project lead and i was there for two years i would have probably continued for longer if not for our aborted plan of going to us so uh, that is the reason i left mascot in 1998 as i said just for the reason that we had to go to us and then that finally got aborted then i was with wipro i was with wipro for almost 7 years from 1998 to 2005 excellent journey at wipro started off as an as 400 because that was my four years background i started off as an as 400 expert then got into e-commerce because 1999 2000 is when e-commerce was becoming very popular right. so got into e-commerce i was lucky that way so whatever was cutting edge technology i managed to get into such projects so then from 2000 onwards i was into middleware technologies excellent experience so till 2005 i was with then it life would have continued to be the same in wipro there was nothing nothing was going to change then i thought let me ch- like take some challenge for myself and then i said let's look for a different career and that's when i started in cognizant in 2005 and i got an opportunity to set up the ai practice enterprise mm. application integration practice lovely journey from 2005 till 2018 a uh, fantastic journey at cognizant lot of learnings lot of uh, accomplishments excellent management excellent team uh, excellent experiences throughout it was fantastic and uh, in 2017 for personal reasons i had to take sabbatical and when i went back in 2018 i was just thinking uh, should i just do the same thing or should i do something different and when sabbatical digital india was picking up a lot of steam in 2017 if you remember so i was just wondering if i could do something in the digital india journey so i spoke to my manager cognizant and he put me in touch with chandra who was heading the president for cognizant so he said looks like nascom bsci has a need for somebody in the security space to lead their industry development initiative So it was like perfect fit. I couldn't ask for better. So I moved out from Cognizant to Nascom DSCI. I was there for a year. There, it was excellent. The kind of exposure that I got was brilliant in terms of working with the startups, working with the enterprise. Of course, we had enough experience, but working with the government, working with academia, it was totally different and very nice. But they wanted me to move to Delhi. and uh, that was not possible so mm. i moved to another group within nascom itself nascom future skills and uh, currently with the nascom future skills part of the prime journey which is a program driven by meti ministry of electronics and it and nascom so we are in the journey of skilling the indian population into digital technology so we are all eagerly in waiting to make india the global hub for digital talent so that's a quick brief about my career so far very nice so shridhar your career trajectory after hearing all that i didn't know that oh, <laughs> mine is uh, mine is very regular kind of this thing i did my engineering from bichpalani 
then did my masters also from bitcolani and then joined pwell before uh, this thing i had worked with uh, uh, one small firm for like 6 7 months and then joined went back for my me then tvl for about 7 years then i joined wipro around the same time with priya did incidentally i am his senior at wipro one month senior by the by the joining, joining date, date but designation he was far more senior uh, wipro for about 7 8 years then tech mahindra 7 8 years and the last 7 8 years i have been doing i been scratching the entrepreneurial itch i was an entrepreneur in a company i set up their uh, telecom line of business then uh, i did the last mile consulting gig where we were trying to crack open the testing market last 3 years i have been doing the cyber security consulting business under public team so that's my this thing i i i played a lot of roles but now it is almost like a sign wave initially i was techy then i became uh, account manager pure manager after that then email pusher <laughs> <laughs> now i went back to being techy again <laughs> so i still remember in tul we just got married in 95 and then in one month uh, he was supposed to go for an assignment in ul and i said what does this how can you go and there he was put on to an assignment on vb and he didn't know abc or vb and he learned vb executed the project and came back so that techy skill is still helping i'm sure that is there in you which is uh, really driving your you currently those appraisals are all over so i think the exactly. uh, our listeners also might know about last mile because we had divakar as a guest exactly. long back now coming to the theme for this month apriya you've uh, played different roles as you said and uh, many of these in the initial stages when you said you, know, you became a manager faster than whatever you had set yourself as a timeline and then you also been leading groups and now with uh, organizations like nascom you have a fairly good connect across the industry what do you think helped you in taking up all these responsibilities and all these changes and then the uh, contributions that you were able to make yeah i think uh, there's a lot of things that has helped me here at the start of the career the family was very helpful you can imagine like early days when we are all learning technology and we are implementing projects so it was like learning and implementing so it used to be long hours so the family was very supportive i don't think she i think that was one of the thing that i we both married each other knowing that we are in it that we could understand the pressures that uh, we both have so that was one thing very understanding family and excellent support excellent family support my mother in law lives with us and my parents are uh, very close by Uh, if not for that i don't think i could have uh, taken up the career at all it would have been impossible it would have been impossible both my children are uh, are preemie they it did need uh, a special care initially and i had excellent support from the family uh, to make that happen right from then they were born till now uh, the elder one is 24 years and the younger one is 18 years excellent family support that has helped me from the family perspective from the job perspective i think right from the beginning i was i i should say i was a little lucky to always be in the technology which is of relevance so somehow i managed to be there and i had excellent supervisors managers who were guiding me throughout so that was always there and when i when i moved from like for example there was a project which we won for one of the customers in wipro 
where Nan had experimented that particular technology on a specific platform. We knew MQ series pretty well, but we didn't know MQ series on the particular platform. <laughs> so we actually read up about that and then gave the proposal and won the proposal also. And then we had to go implement it. But then it was possible because had a great team and throughout, I should say, I always had a fantastic team, fantastic manager at work, fantastic co-players. So all that played a, played a very big role. In fact, when I joined uh, Cognizant in 2005, they did not have a EI practice. And Cognizant at that time was a tier two company. Wipro was a tier one company. But then I said, no, it's interesting. It was like, what, 10 years into my career is when I joined Cognizant. So it, I was willing to take a risk. So what, if I get a chance to lead the practice, I will take it. If it goes well, fine. Otherwise, anyway, I can do whatever I can do. So that was like, I think they hired me because I had the background of EAI. And that showed it went very well. When I joined the group, we had about seven people. When I moved out in 2013 to a different practice, we were close to 3,000 people and the revenue was close to 215 million USD. So it was a fantastic experience. It, it is definitely a team, team thing that happened. And uh, during that time is when I got to do a lot of uh, presentations internationally, nationally and all that stuff. So it was overall a very nice journey. And the thing that the supervisors believed in you and they said, okay, we can, if, if we give you the job, we know we, you will do it. So that was there. Adding to that is when 2013, there was an opening in uh, cybersecurity practice. Cognizant was that time combining all these new age technology. We used to call SMAC, Social, Mobile, Analytics and Cloud. That group got formed and we used to call them EBA, Emerging Business Accelerator. All these four groups said, we need to have security. So at that time, security was there in Cognizant, but was in various places like application, there was infrastructure, there was another thing. So in 2013, they said, let's get all the security under one group and let's have a leader for that. And my manager said, Priya, why don't you take it up? I said, sir, do you know that I don't know anything in security? You still want me to take it? He said, no, it's okay, you take it. So that's how I moved into security in 2013. But the journey was very difficult, I should say. It was not easy, but a lot of learnings. But I think since I moved to security, I think till date I'm being relevant because I'm in the cybersecurity space. So I should thank God for that opportunity yeah, that I've had. So every, everywhere I had support from the family, I had support from the organization itself. And I had support um, uh, from, I, I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I have a follow-on question, but I'll come to that after uh, I get something from Sridhar. See, Sridhar, it's actually very nice to hear you know, Priya saying that you know, so much of support that she got from everyone, including family. Now, obviously, you have been one of the people who have been supporting her. How has this support in the family context translated to some of your roles at work? You said you've also been an entrepreneur or you've been an entrepreneur where there are probably a lot of uncertainties you yourself would have probably been going through a lot of pressures confusions and all that in all this how have you been able to support particularly the women colleagues even before i got married i've always wanted a career woman okay and that's largely because my parent my mother was uh, a career woman for those days uh, she was a uh, principal of a school in Madras okay. for 30 plus years. I achieved it actually in that. And I saw the relationship my parents had with each other. It 
was a relationship based on equality and mutual respect so i always wanted that kind of a relationship i was very sure i wanted a woman who was a career woman okay i am saying that because i am coming from that perspective it is it's not something i had to relearn obviously there is learning throughout this thing but that's the perspective which i came into the field there were a couple of very telling experiences in both tata analysis and in wipro not so much in tech mahindra i should say because by that time i think i had moved people roles as in no market facing roles rather than people i remember there's a girl called sunita so she stormed into my office one day and said shridhar i'm really upset with you i said what what happened she said see this is in the early days of wipro in electronic city okay so i used to since i had the only car i used to wait in the office until everybody finishes work and then go drop them at the nearest place which is like you know adugodi kind of place mm. from which they can get auto back to wherever they are this is day 39 because those days obviously i'm talking late 90s so, so that's the context and sunita comes up to me and says really i'm upset with you because you are treating me differently uh, mm. i said what do you mean treating you differently <laughs> because i make it a point to make sure that it's all equal she said no you are letting me you are making me go early in the bus whereas all the guys you are making sure that they are staying back and uh, uh, so i am losing out my care on my i mean that's so i said yeah if you want to work go ahead so that, those kind of this thing is there but see i should also say that having priya has always supported me in terms of my the career moves i typically our we don't we use each other as another sounding board in the industry and not necessarily husband and wife these kind of things but as a wife she has always supported the kind of risks i've taken you know entrepreneurship god only knows where it worked right she has taken that and she has shown a great amount of faith despite evidence to the contrary in my you know abilities and intelligence <laughs> okay and uh, so that has helped a lot Now maybe you should tell about the ladies employ like jyoti and all how you helped them no how uh, you have helped the women in careers so i was just thinking uh, okay jyoti used to work for me and she was one day again she came crying and said that she that i want to quit this is my pro again again literally so i said why why do you want to quit and she says uh, i am my marriage is close to breaking down because i am spending so much time every day here it's there's no way in hell that uh, i will be able to you know do this and keep my marriage alive when their their family and my family are very close parallel she was same age and same level as priya i was the same age same level as her husband her son is the same age as uh, as upasan so i said what is the key problem and she said i they are expecting me home and this mm-hmm. obviously those days i'm talking about mm-hmm. laptops were only for senior managers so i told her see you leave by the bus 5:30 mm-hmm. bus you leave and if there is any work pending i will anyway be waiting yeah you dump it on me and go mm-hmm. i'll make sure it, whatever you were planning for the day i i get it done and let's see how it goes if it still doesn't work you quit that's fine i can't stop you from this thing but this is no reason to quit and then it, she said okay with very great reluctance she continued she said okay let me try it for two three months it turned out that she could manage most 95% of her work in that 5:30 time she was, she was cutting down on a lot of these face to face time and and she worked with me after that for almost 6 7 years she still in touch with me and stuff like that oh, nice so that has happened so priya the question that i had earlier was that uh, you talked about support from your managers and uh, others was that primarily 
in terms of the technical aspects, technical meaning not just the technology part, even when you said running a business or growing a, a new business unit and all that, or did it also cover things like the emotional support or primarily because one of the past guests, you know, what she said was, see, while we want support, we don't want to be treated specially, probably like what you said, Sridhar, mm. but we want understanding, you know, we want empathy because as women, depending on the age and things like there are different things like you said Sridhar probably when you're newly married or think new responsibilities new people to adjust to all those things are there there could be children or a little later there could be general you know, physical things you no know, hormonal needs and stuff like that was there any emotional support that you expect or that you got or that you think would be useful for men also to understand yeah, I think I did get a lot of emotional support at my work, <clears throat> both uh, at Wipro as well as in Cognizant. Wipro is when more when my ch children were very young and at Cognizant was 2009 time frame. Upasna was not feeling well. She was like very sick and it, it was it took a tough toll on both of us, uh, Shridhar and I. And as always, as an IT industry, we work like uh, idiots. <laughs> like we, we work was the priority. And you know that children are taken care of, family is taken care of. So you're not so worried that is going well. So you put all your efforts here. But at that point in time, I realized that it was more important. Over a lot of conversations also with my daughter, it was very evident that she did not have enough of me. So I made a conscious decision that time that whatever it is, and this was again with Sridhar's support only, he said, so he was there behind uh, this all through. So he, I said in my office, my manager saying that beyond five, I'm not going to be in office. I'm not going to be available from five to eight in the evening. And after which I, I, I can take, uh, do anything. Everybody appreciated that. So there was nothing that was uh, planned between five and eight and just because nice. i went early it didn't stop my promotions i got my promotions whenever i was due whenever i was wherever i was performing well so i would say that only happened because the management understood and completely supported me in this and that really helped so i have a lot of regard for them that's very nice to hear so Sridhar, your turn now when as an entrepreneur as a startup Obviously, there is going to be all these you know, uncertainties like we mentioned earlier. Hmm. So when you have women in your team, how do you sensitize them to some of these things being part of being in a startup? See, with LAST and with the earlier company, Maverick, I was lucky in that, uh, okay, with Last Mile, I had as one of the co-founders, right? So with the example of Usha hmm. uh, in front of us, we could set a, a basic, this is what is acceptable, this is not acceptable, this is what you're allowed to do, this is not something you would allow to do. And I always find that the best way to build a culture is to actually act it out rather than you know, give bashan all through the day. So having a, a woman entrepreneur on the team helped a lot in setting the tone for what should be done. And okay. I am, there was a, I think, alumni meet and there was a track and they had like, you know, breakout sessions at that time. And one of the tracks was women in industry. 
Uh, I go there, I'm the only guy there. <laughs> All the other <laughs> registrants were women. But I, I did seriously uh, believe in that kind of uh, thing. That See, okay, even in last mile, we did that as a strategy also. To We found that the, the amount of skill which has dropped out of the workforce because of this lack of understanding, like Priya said, mm. uh, is stupendous. A mm. lot of our employees and our uh, consultants were these very high skilled women who just needed a little bit of flexibility in their work culture, work this thing. They didn't care so much about the money as long as they have the ability or the opportunity to work. So we actually, that's what I went and, uh, you know, pitched in that IAM, uh, this thing also saying that come to my company because we do. The idea was that I could get a very high skilled result and therefore build a market competence, which is difficult to replicate because the customer is also extremely happy with the work is done cheaper. I, I am also extremely happy because these people are not going to quit me. Nobody else is going to give them that kind of flexibility. So it was a win all everywhere. In fact, I'm trying to replicate it in Purple Team, but I need to get there. It will take some time, I think. Uh, switching back to what you said you are focusing on now, uh, Priya, on the future skills. Is there anything related to some of these topics, the softer aspects also included in the future skilling as people come into the industry? Lovely point, Shivaguru. Actually, initially, when Future Skills was being uh, uh, thought about, there were about 10 technologies which were shortlisted, and there was a lot of uh, content that was getting prepared for that. So, when this was taken to the, the industry, said, All this is great. We also need you to give content on soft skills or professional skills. Okay. So, as you rightly pointed out, it is not enough if you just have technical skills, but you need to have soft skills to maneuver digitally transformed industries. So in future skills, we have both about 10 professional skills and 10 technical skills uh, focusing oh, on that. Nice. And my specific role in future skills is to build uh, cybersecurity competence. So okay. across uh, B2B, B2A and B2C, Prime is for the citizen program. Actually, BSCI had a ta- has a target of having 1 million cybersecurity professionals by 2025. Whether we reach that or not is, is a question mark, but then the aim is to get many people skilled on cybersecurity because it's just not for the enterprise alone, even for nation. I think having cybersecurity skill is very important from the na- national security perspective. Also. Actually, just to... Sorry to step on your turf. <laughs> uh, because I find particularly in cybersecurity, the prevalence of women is actually very low. I do not know if because of the image cybersecurity has in the general populace. That long hair, cigarette smoking, and you know, guy who goes and hacks into a bank. Is it because of that? I don't know. Or is it the see cybersecurity is an area where it, mostly nothing is predictable, right? And uh, I see, I even noticed that with uh, Priya, part of her stress and cognizant came from, she was stressed, there's no doubt about that, came from the, I think, I've told this to her also, that in a cybersecurity scenario, the customer interaction is almost always adversarial. The customer is calling you because there is a problem. He doesn't have time for niceties or she doesn't have time for niceties. The con- it's, it's always a, a very adversarial relationship and it's a problem you're trying to handle. There's no time. So I don't know if that is a factor also in the underrepresentation. I see clearly there's an underrepresentation in, mm. in all aspects of cybersecurity. 
whether it's okay. red teaming blue teaming purple teaming any of those things. i think little bit mm-hmm. more i think they are there in the grc space because again it is predictable i think because it's more the audit kind of work okay. but i i i don't know if nascom is doing anything to no, address no, actually it. <laughs> actually dsci has this program called cyber siksha hmm. which is done along with microsoft csr and that is only targeting tier 2 tier 3 cities engineering graduates from tier 2 tier 3 cities educating them on cyber security and helping them place with it particularly no it's women the cyber siksha program yeah. is only, only for cities yeah that's a start so I think nowadays none no, of the conversations. I think conversations... you should give you now security, not uh, women, not being in security. <laughs> I think we should tell him that joke. Still in partnership. No, twenty thirteen. Just when I joined the security practice, twenty thirteen. When I joined the security practice, we the we wanted to look at some second hand car, and we went to a house, and then he showed us the car and all that. And after that, he said, "What are you doing?" So Shridhar said, "What you are doing?" Then he asked me. I said. i'm uh, heading the security practice oh the security like that group for <laughs> i said no not that this is it security <laughs> so that is the awareness level also when you say security people get reminded of the group for security and not the cyber security or the it security professionals so i remember on a similar note when the cards were printed saying delivery head doctor me said apa what is this looks like pizza <laughs> Yeah. So in fact, uh, yeah, around that time only my son, I think, asked, uh, "What do you do for a living?" Yeah, nowadays, none of these conversations uh, can end without the impact of the pandemic or work from home. Again, it's the same thing as women working from home. Already, you have, you know, load in the office in the work. You said how you try to balance it, create some quiet space, quiet time, and all that. But now it seems to be a blur. i think it all depends at the phase of life that we are in like now we have just the son who is in 12th standard and of course we have my mother in law so it's not very difficult for for both, for both of us to work from home of course initial days when the two months lockdown happened when we didn't have any help it was very difficult managing the household and work but but now it's not very difficult <coughs> because we do have our cook and the household we both do <laughs> together <laughs> we manage doing the household at this life stage since my son is already in the 12th standard we doesn't need too much of our time i think it's okay for us it really doesn't make a difference whether we are at work uh, or working from home but i do know my colleagues who have small children who are just about 2 years 3 years even if they are school going 2 years 3 years is one different problem because they have the mother in front of them they the children want to have their time and children who are like in first standard second and third standard where they actually need to with the child because the child is not going to listen to what's happening in the online classes so that's a different problem and for the problem with the little older children 6 7 8 they need help from the parents because uh, it's difficult to grasp everything online so at the life stage that i am in i don't have a big problem because of pandemic it was no show stopper actually but are there any tips for others particularly your team members or colleagues like you mentioned that others could look at to be more empathetic to these additional things not being one more constraint on women i think since it's gone on for almost a year i think people at home are also accommodative if it was just for a couple of months then maybe now that's this is almost become a norm so everybody children are also able to understand okay amma is at work so don't disturb so there is some kind of understanding and even at the work itself lastrida was saying there's some background noise when you are having a call people are not so irritated they understand 
there's a lot of understanding today for the challenges that we face when we work from home i i think it is doable and i don't think the productivity is falling down at all we are able to do as much and uh, as i said luckily for uh, the stage that i'm in i'm not impacted much but i do understand that at other age women there is a little bit of issue. no i think it's also a function of your job content i think it is possible for you to do it see for both of us it really doesn't matter whether we did it from home or we went there that also matters a lot and more than productivity i feel looking back over the last 9 10 months uh burnout is a bigger problem for both men and women than productivity because there is absolutely no boundary okay unless you have the like priya was saying earlier in her career she drew that line in the sand saying that fight i will leave fight wait is my children's time i'll work till one if you want that's fine you can no longer say that and that's true okay unfortunately in our society it's more true for women than for men yeah. but it is true for both men and i don't think people can any longer say please don't call me at my son is coming back if my son is it's my time with my son or uh, time with my children that i don't think is appreciated my opinion because now i'm managing my own small this thing i'm not managing a large team so i it's only but i strongly feel that that it's it is not something that is easily done you need to be extremely assertive you need to be extremely understanding as a boss also to give them that time saying that okay fine if you want to break at 5 because the attitude seems to be that you are not commuting what's a big thing nobody even ask whether it's a convenient time at 5:30 yeah i i think they, i don't agree with you really in that aspect i think there are changes that people have had seen for the mechanics of the working in in the pandemic era we have bought a whole bunch of gadgets which will hopefully help us but mm. i don't think that's the answer one of my favorite questions that i like to conclude our conversations with which is your guidance or tips for people considering a career in it now do you think it is still a, a good industry or a good career to choose or people who are transitioning say mid career people when we have this question of should i continue in it or should i look at something else because a lot of people like you said shree that the burnout is really hitting them and saying i want mm. to do something completely different okay. so if you have any thoughts on that last question so i will start she wants to have the last word okay the shift that is that is happening in the industry and in the way we are working with people is that see uh, there was a phase in between where we just needed the body the warm body to build the skills were trainable at the end of the day they may not be very fungible but they were trainable with a little bit of effort with three months efforts i can comfortably build the person for nine months and after that i got my money out of them i don't i don't care so little crude way of putting it but that is i think that economic rent in the industry is gone i don't think you can any longer be you cannot stroll into the industry and make a career anymore and a lot of the weeding out has happened of those people who were really not fitting into the industry i feel that mm-hmm. they they were never suited for the industry but this is where they got the maximum salary they settled down they were doing an adequate job and after some time they that's it they mm-hmm. hit their peter level or whatever it is so my advice to people who are either in the mid in the early stages of their career or just trying to join the career 
or even in their midpoint is that at all points make sure you are relevant don't expect anybody else to manage your career for you make sure you know what you're talking about make sure you are relevant to an industry or to a company once you do that i don't think it really matters which career you're building most of the other things like priya said you can talk it out and make it happen but if you yourself are irrelevant in the large scale scheme of thing that's when the pressure adds that's when nobody knows where to use you also happens right <laughs> and uh, i can always go into this rant about youngsters today don't learn and all but that's not i don't think it's particularly true the fact is that it industry is the only industry where the youngster typically knows more than the senior person it's only by experience and muscle memory we are able to field their questions and field their uh, this thing but so that type, that ability to keep learning i don't think you should ever for any industry you cannot stop learning but in it definitely you have to so as long as you are relevant i think you should be fine if you don't think you are relevant it's not probably the right decision i mean the right career for you in my opinion yeah actually you stole my word that relevance i think is so important being relevant and the nascom study which was done i think a couple of years back before the future skill initiative was done so it said that 50% of the workforce it workforce today if they are not reskilled are going to become irrelevant because of the digital transformation and and apparently it it as industry contribute about 8% of the country's gdp and imagine if 50% of the workforce are going to be not relevant it is it's impacting them it's impacting the country so being relevant as what shridhar said is very important and if you have to reskill yourself you have to reskill yourself i always feel that i i like to use this commonly used usp what's your unique selling proposition i think we need to have that so every individual should have their uniqueness that they bring in which is value valuable for the enterprise that they are in and if that is there they are happy uh, because they feel they are contributing something worthwhile and the industry also is happy because they are getting something worthwhile from the individual so if that happens everybody is happy it's a win win situation for everybody and you can continue in this career thanks that is very reassuring and also very nicely put and uh, staying relevant and always updating oneself so thanks a lot uh, priya and shridhar for sharing all your perspectives thank you so much thank for, you shridhar uh, <laughs> it was nice for us to go back our memory lane uh, 25 years we thanks siddharth for the music and malavika for promoting the software people stories if you like this episode please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network if you'd like to share your story contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com this podcast was created on hubhopper studio if you wish to start your own podcast for free visit www.hubhopperstudio.com hubhopper is india's leading podcast creation platform start your podcast with hubhopper studio and you get your voice heard across platforms like spotify gana google podcasts wink music and more click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com